Hello, and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Lord Commander Ulrich, and why do you sound like you're on a PBS pledge drive? I don't know, I just figure we've been saying it the same inflections for like a year now, and I'm just trying to play around with it a bit. Jeez. I'm not expecting Mr. Rogers to pop up, and he's not, so I'm sad. I was about to say, if Mr. Rogers pops up, that's always a good thing. Anyway, no way! Uh, zombie Mr. Rogers? That's terrifying. You know that zombie Mr. Rogers wouldn't even want to bite you. He'd want to teach you why you could like love zombies and that they have feelings too. You might be right, but it would still be kind of creepy because I don't know how long he's been dead, so I feel like he'd be severely decomposed. And Now you're making me think about Mr. Rogers being dead. I don't like that. Why don't you move us to the Patreon sound off and think about other things? Yeah, fun things like the people that make this possible. Our wonderful, wonderful patrons. They are Pam Galley, Marky, Orion McCann, Chris Chipman, and River Galley. Now, if you'd like to become a patron and just, you know, help make this whole crazy endeavor possible because podcast costs add up fast. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash geeks with shields. It literally is 25 cents an episode, $12 a year. You can afford that. Think of the children in Africa. Uh, I'd be curious to know how you made that particular connection, but, but we can move PBS on. Pledge Drive. Oh, because, okay. I see. This program is brought to you by viewers like you. There, full circle. Okay, well, speaking of Patreon real quick, because of you, you know, the great people at Patreon, we are now full on SoundCloud. I would normally say wait till the end of said buckler to bring this up, but I'm pretty excited. So I just want to mention that because of you guys, we were able to put, uh, you know, upgrade our whatever you want to call it, our account on SoundCloud. And now every episode we've put out is there. We don't have to just, you know, keep four up a, t- a day. So if you're into us, blah, 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 SoundCloud, all of it's there now. Yay. Yay. So now for today's buckler, since I'm introducing, we know it's a buckler. We're just here to talk a bit about Superman because we've mentioned him a couple times in some previous recorded episodes where there's the Brightburn trailer, like two out, which, we're both pretty excited for. And Ooh, we decided boy. To, yeah, so yeah, we decided so to take some time to, to just talk about Superman in general. Man, I, I just, I want to say, I am super excited for Brightburn, and not just because it's a James Gunn, James Gunn flick. Evil Superman, come on, that sounds awesome. Well, evil child Superman certainly sounds yeah. awesome. Which, <laughs> let's be honest, that's the path Superman would most likely go down. Well, I, I guess it depends on how you define most likely, but sure, it's certainly the um, the, the cynical, you know, aliens are actually conquerors way of thinking. I'm just going the Watchmen take. People are assholes, and if you could crush them, you would. Yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen it, like, just go to whatever site and look up the trailer for Brightburn, which is, yeah, if Superman landed in Kansas still, but as a child he was evil, and it's a horror movie. It looks really neat. Yeah, so, uh... Superman, back to topic. So, yeah, we've talked about a bit about it in some previous episodes, like when we talked about it with uh, Chris in our episode on, you know, great films that ruined film. We talked about how Superman, you know, Man of Steel was a travesty, essentially. Batman Superman made it worse, and Just League is eh. But the point is that there's not that many good Superman movies. There's the original Richard Donner, Christopher Reeves Superman movie, which is legitimately awesome. And the second movie, which is, you know, pretty good. And then it kind of gets, goes off of a ledge a bit. Although there is still some enjoyableness in uh, three and four for different reasons. 
And then, you know, we got things like Superman Returns, which is kind of a dull movie with a pretty good cast. So it's it's like known, it's really well known at this point that it's difficult to make a Superman movie work. And why do you, I mean, everyone says it's because Superman is boring, and I disagree. Superman is not boring. Superman is very nuanced and complex, and maybe that's why it's hard to get him right, because you can't go too far and do the whole Boy Scout route, but at the same time, you can't go incredible hulk route and make him just this just monster of engine of destruction that's the way i want we definitely can do boy scout route because first of all that's what worked with christopher reeves and currently working with captain america i well it's a hard balance to strike because if you go too far boy scout he becomes boring and unrelatable the best interpretation of superman that i like is the justice league cartoon where you see how powerful and destructive he is, but it is because the way he's been raised and it's because he's been raised to be a good person that he's able to keep it in check. But see, right there, you touched on something that I feel is the point, is we're trying to attribute attributes to what Superman should be that don't belong to him. And you're saying that he's boring, unrelatable. He's not necessarily supposed to be relatable. Superman is a paragon. He is meant to be. He's a god. Idea. Come out and say it. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, the, yeah, there's the whole idea of comics and modern mythology, but Superman more so than any. But yes, Superman is not supposed to be treated like a, a regular character. He's not meant to be relatable. Not really. He's meant to be in a, a perfect ideal. What's interesting about his stories isn't relating to him and his struggles because he's Superman. At the end of the day, he has no struggles. It's seeing the situations that he's in, the people, how they respond to his presence and his being and how like the world responds to him, which is why, you know, it doesn't always work, but that kind of idea of let's play around with the world around Superman tends to be what makes some of the, you know, much better Superman stories. I think the like, there's a couple things I liked from Batman versus Superman, but one of the things I really thought was a good choice was the god worship that rose up about Superman because that's kind of a nice contemporary touch. I mean, this guy is nigh indestructible. He flies. He shoots laser beams from his eyes. He just keeps having these powers. It's kind of cool that a cult would kind of rise up about him, and I think that if they had been able to go a more interesting route – they would have played with that and gone, how, well, how does he react to this cult of Superman rising up around him? That, to me, almost seems like an interesting movie pitch. Problem in that case is that, yeah, that's actually a pretty interesting movie pitch, especially because you got kind of an Emperor of Mankind thing going on there. But the fact that in that particular movie, they choose to have Superman not really interact with that at all because he doesn't interact with like anything on an emotional level. But that's besides the Batman versus Superman is a mess, and it hurts because one, I love Zack Snyder. Two, I think the movie had potential. And three, I really want to see Henry Cavill play Superman because he looks the part. I want to see him be the part. See, I I haven't seen enough. Well, let me put it this way. I, you know, he's been in three major movies as Superman, and I haven't seen anything in those three movies to indicate to me that he has what it takes to act superman he looks the part but he can't act the part. i would say the fight against steppenwolf when he goes all out and kind of gets that smirk was an inkling to it 
Maybe, because it's like, that's like, again, I'll reference back to the Justice League when Superman fights Doomsday and he talks about always having to hold back like he's on a planet of paper people, but not with Doomsday. He can go all out. And that is not only a great episode and a great, you know, little monologue, but a great, in my person opinion, representation of Superman's powers. Yes, but you're ignoring, with that particular comparison, you're ignoring the vast difference in how those two Supermen are approaching the situation they're in. Because, as you put it, when he fights Steppenwolf, he's got you know a grin. He's kind of enjoying himself, right? But in that episode of Justice League, that entire speech is delivered with nothing but anger. Because Superman doesn't enjoy violence. He doesn't like doing it. He does what he needs to do, but it's not... It's a chore for him almost, right? So like for me, yeah. So like for me, for instance, one of the first things we're talking about how to adapt Superman to a movie proper, I think trying to make him essentially a Dragon Ball Z character or, you know, any of these other Marvel movies is problem number one. Superman generally doesn't fight. And when he does fight, it should be like the fact that he's even fighting is a big deal. I mean, that original Christopher Reeves Superman movie, he doesn't fight anyone. There is no fight in that movie. The big action pieces are him like lifting up a plane, you know, fixing a tectonic shift, like saving people, not combat. I sort of agree with you, but I think, I don't know how you exhibit superman's powers because i don't know if a modern audience would want to watch him just like keep the plane catch that's iconic but i kind of think and this is my brain personally let me know if you disagree i want a bit of a punchier superman and maybe we do younger and we do him just kind of coming into his powers and you know i will defend the zod neck snap thing but not the editing of it i think let me put it this way for you, okay? So how Superman would work for my... In the Avengers, my favorite scenes is Iron Man fixing the helicarrier, right? Now that scene is very engaging, even though there's not any, like... Iron Man's not fighting anyone. It's Iron Man using his suit's powers to solve a problem. Like, you know, cut off this part, uh, move this part. You could easily do that entire scene with superman except using like his heat ray vision instead of like lasers on his hands and that would be the same kind of compelling i'm not saying like do that but that same concept of okay create a problem and then that's like a puzzle essentially and then figure out a way for superman to utilize his powers to fix it there are he has so many varied powers and there's so many an infinite possibility of you know kind of catastrophes that you can construct i don't see that as a problem you can show off strength easily with the thing like the plane you can show off you know frost breath with fires you can show off the heat ray vision with having to like you know cut like beams to get someone out of a section there's it's not hard to show off his powers without fighting and i definitely think i do not want a more punchy superman with one exception, if I'm behind this franchise, right, if we're having a theoretical pitch, I make the first movie to establish, you know, Superman as this this kind of character, right? Uh, similar to, you know, you follow the same kind of principle as the the first two, you know, the Richard Donner movie and, it's, you know, the follow-up where the first movie is just about establishing Superman as this paragon. And then the second movie, we get to be a little more punchy. In that case, it was by bringing in uh, the Kryptonians and Zod. I would instead want to bring in Brainiac because I feel like Brainiac is the most interesting like Superman villain that we haven't really seen 
So, but then that would be the case where it's like, okay, you want punchy Superman in the sequel would bring in Brainiac. He's basically like in a version of Ultron that doesn't tell jokes and is way scarier. He can have a robot army. Superman can punch the hell out of those. You mean Ultron as he should have been, but another time, another topic. Get my point. Oh yeah. I want percent Brainiac would be a good one. What I kind of want, and I think would be a great, this is how I want Superman is I want to see him in a fight where he's, you know, kind of holding back because he's always been trained to hold back and he's maybe losing because he's holding back. He doesn't want to do damage. But then I kind of want to see him, you know, give in to, you know, the power and really go all out. And then I want it to kind of end with him going, oh, shit, and realizing how much of his potential is and how much he maybe kind of liked it. And then you kind of get an interesting dynamic of, Superman likes his power and he realizes how powerful it is, but he has to make a conscious decision to hold back. And that kind of tells you why Superman is the way he is. Because if you launch straight into Superman being the Goku, the powerhouse, the destructive force, that doesn't work. But if you low, low trade into Superman, you know, being restrained, goody, goody, I don't think that's as interesting as having him see the potential his powers have and then learning to control it and hail it back. Yeah, I feel like you're talking about a completely different character. Like, for instance, what you just described would be good for, like, the Sentry, who I admit I'd love to see a, a, you know, a movie of the Sentry, although it would probably have a lot more alcohol in it than a Superman movie. It would be but, a good but, Hancock movie, let's be honest. Yeah, but yeah, my point is that, like, Again, I feel like personally, and okay, I know I sound really pretentious. I, before I, I made a comment about like, oh, people who just don't get Superman, and I hate people who are like, oh, you just don't get it. So I apologize for that, but I do feel like that's kind of the basis of what's going on with the Superman hate. And I feel like you're kind of doing the same thing where it's like you're trying to attribute something to Superman that kind of defeats a lot of the point of Superman by trying to make him interesting quote unquote when you really should be worried about making the story interesting superman himself being a paragon and a boy scout is what like kind of facilitates these other stories if you want to see the the version of him that's like you know like things like justice lords and injustice or uh uh, gods and monsters are interesting takes on a more like flawed nuanced kind of superman but those are also really only interesting largely because the paragon version of superman already exists and is a staple in people's minds i think the problem with launching directly into the boy scout superman we know and love is you're immediately going to draw parallels to captain america and i know it wouldn't happen but imagine how interesting it would be if we went from the Superman learning to control his powers, learning his limits, learning his, you know, almost kind of a desire to lean in to this power. And at some point down the line, we do a Justice Lords and we get to see him as the evil Superman that gave into that desire, that gave into that power. Just that would be a really cool movie to see, I think, if you'd gone through this, maybe a trilogy of him, you know, first he starts out. He's kind of stumbly. He, you know, learns that he has this power and he wants to use it. Second one, you know, he realizes the danger of that. Third one, we've reached the apex Superman. He's good. He's noble. He's believable. And then we get to the third one where we see that what if he hadn't held back in that first time he uses powers? So you're saying like theoretically, right, we've got a first movie that basically be Smallville, have him as a teenager and he hasn't. He hasn't turned into like proper Superman yet. And I remember Chris saying that when he saw Man of Steel, he had hope that if Man of Steel was just an origin story and the follow-up was like the proper Superman, he would have been okay with it. It's not what happened, but 
that's what we're kind of proposing here. So we've got a first movie of Teen Superman figuring out his power, kind of enjoying it, learning he has to hold back. A second movie that's more like the the Christopher Reeves kind of Superman where he's you know the, the true paragon if by if we mix my idea and your idea maybe this is the time where we bring in like brainiac at the end so we get i think brainiac's the best one yeah so we get him like saving people but then at the end we get a little bit of a punch fest with him dealing with brainiac but it could also be a puzzle solving because he's dealing with like the ship that is brainiac so you can kind of mix the two i'd say he has to learn to balance the two because maybe we get a scene where he's smashing the robots and we get a smirk he's like this is awesome this is fun like any person would be if I can do whatever I want. And then when he, maybe we do something about Brainiac and Brainiac being the reveal of this ultimate power and being selfish and amoral with it. That kind of makes him go, oh, I need to be a better person if I'm going to have this power. Yeah, see, I'm going to definitely put that to the side because I feel like Superman shouldn't enjoy that kind of thing. And I feel like at this point in the second movie that we're pitching, he should already be the, the more... The, the more perfect paragon anyway we'll, we'll put that disagreement to the side but we get into the third movie then and we basically do kind of a a better version of superman 4 because superman 4 right the idea was um a, you know atomic version of basically superman fights evil superman except in that case it was like an atomic you know creation of his but... atomic medicine. so you're saying at this point we bring in the justice lords version of superman or who's he fighting that represents yeah, yeah. the evil version It'd be like the injustice version. We find some, you know, superhero MacGuffin to make it so like, so that maybe that version of Superman, it, you know, is like traveling through universes to try to like conquer multiple versions of Earth or something like that. And so then the the big final showdown of the trilogy is Superman fighting evil Superman, which could be ridiculous. Could work if you've built it up well enough, I suppose. But the fact is that these are ideas that we brought up that are already like kind of tried and failed in one way or another. So having it work is and understanding like why what needs to happen for it to work is is difficult. Yeah. So let's answer the big question: Where does Lex Luthor file into this, and who do we cast? Because I have an idea that I will steal from uh, Movie Bob, but I want to hear your thoughts on Lex Luthor real quick. Well, the problem is. With this pitch, Lex Luthor doesn't fit in like at all because Lex. My favorite version of Lex Luthor is the humanist, the one who believes that he is a pinnacle of humanity and that Superman is a crutch holding humanity back. Like I love the All Star Lex Luthor, essentially, right? So I'd want to see. I remember a while, a long time ago, there were um, Movie Bob himself put out a video where he's like, maybe The Rock or something like that. And I thought that was actually brilliant. Brilliant. Damn you all to hell, that was my idea. Well, yeah, but the point is that the idea of having someone who's basically got an IQ of 400 and also is the super muscle builder who considers himself the perfect human, but everything about him is essentially made insignificant by the existence of Superman that's a Lex Luthor that I find super fascinating. But Lex Luthor is such an important character in the Superman mythos that, like, you need the entire story, I think, built around what he's doing. And in this particular movie pitch, I don't think he fits in because if you've bought, if you got Brainiac, for instance, then he's got a no one controls Brainiac. <laughs> like, uh, even in the cartoons, Lex thought he was controlling Brainiac when it was vice versa. So, and if you're bringing in you know, a reverse version of Superman for a movie, then you need that to be like, you know, you need a lot of time to, to to wrap your head around that concept. And so you'd have to do a completely different movie pitch for something. Okay. Let me put it this way. We've had enough movies, I think with Lex Luthor. 
I love Lex Luthor, but if we're doing a, a new set of movies in the universe that we already exist in, right? Just do a set of movies without him. Like maybe he exists, but we don't need to have him in these movies. All right, I'll argue the vi- the opposite. I th- say we keep the Rock bodybuilder IQ four hundred. Lex Luthor, because I think that is fascinating. This guy has achieved physical perfection. This guy's achieved mental perfection, but he cannot equal Superman, and that bugs him. So I think maybe the third one, we make him the representation of the evil Superman. You know, he has all this power, and he's using it for self-gain. And maybe we kick the Justice Lords, the Injustice storyline, down the road to a Justice League movie where we've built up the Justice League, and we get to see their alternate versions of what they could have become had they made one decision different. I mean, if we were going to do something like that, instead of even doing Injustice, it'd be better off to do uh, with the Syndicate, with like Ultraman and Owlman and stuff. Like that could be, I mean, that's always been an interesting story for me. So, But that's what I'm saying, because I really like the idea of Dwayne Johnson playing Lex Luthor. I mean, he's the charismatic and likable and oh, ho, ho, that's great. I don't know if he could pull off villain, but imagine if, you know, he gets on this whole big speech and, you know, he's walking away smiling, all friendly, you know, Dwayne Johnson. And then we cut to going, sir, your suit is ready. And, you know, him doing weapon tests of going, no, it needs more power. I need to kill Superman. Well, also keep in mind that the idea of this particular version of Lex Luthor should be that he is charismatic and likable. That's why, you know, people like him. He, he that's should, why Jesse be. Eisenberg utterly failed as Lex Luthor. Okay, Jesse well, Eisenberg failed as Lex Luthor. Yeah, for a lot of reasons, mostly involving essentially not having a clear idea of what they were doing with him and trying to attribute everything to him as like a super, super villain. It's ridiculous. But this version that you're talking about, the, the essentially all-star Lex Luthor, we would actually want him to be you know, likable. So The Rock or someone like The Rock would be good for that. Yeah, so that's kind of my idea. I mean, I think we've rambled about this long enough. Should we jump to just closing thoughts on Superman as a whole? Okay, my, my closing thoughts is, like I said, I, I feel like people, you know, want something out of Superman sometimes that is, you know, mis, misrepresented. It's like, I don't go to, I don't know, something like, okay, let me put it this way. When I watched Doctor Strange, right, I wanted Doctor Strange to do more magic casting, and he ended up just being a lot more punchy than I wanted. So, similar thing. I'm going to a Superman movie. I don't actually want him to be super punchy because really at the end of the day if he wanted to he could punch anyone to death instantly or at least unconscious or he's superman he can solve any problem so just fighting isn't that interesting for me i want to see him solve puzzles in an interesting way with his powers or deal with no win situations and still find a way to win because that's what superman is great i want to see the people around him become better people by being in his presence and the comparisons to captain america like if we made it that way so what that's kind of stuff's gonna happen usually anyway i mean as far as i can tell miss captain marvel has like nothing really to do with in similarity to wonder woman people still making the comparison anyway just because they're both women so it's like why why worry about that just do superman the way he should be and if it ends up being compared to the awesome captain america movies i don't see that as a bad thing Mm, fair enough i want a good Superman movie in my lifetime. And by that, I mean, you know, and the new updated version, because we, we always have the originals. Those are great. I want to see the cult of Superman explored. I think that's a fantastic idea. And I kind of want, not a flawed Superman, but 
don't make him just a clone of Batman, because fuck Batman. Uh, well, yeah, he's definitely supposed to be very, very different from Batman, so don't see that being... I mean, that shouldn't be a worry, but... if DC How many would... Batman versions of Superman have we had? Just the one, as far as I know. Okay, well, how many movies were, you know, affected by the Batman? Whatever, another topic, another time. Yeah, anyway, so that's our general thoughts on Superman. It's funny, I feel like while we're coming from different positions, we didn't really argue necessarily, so, hey, it's a good enough conversation for me. Point is that we are definitely on the side of, like, Superman can be done well. It just hasn't really yet, and... (laughs) Keep trying, because Superman is a goddamn icon, and there's a reason why it's the most successful comic book character in, you know, comic history. Which, by the way, fun fact, did you know that the top three most successful comics, financially speaking, Superman, Batman, One Piece? One Piece? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. One Piece Piece passed Spider-Man last year, maybe the year before. Goddamn weebs. (laughs) Anyway... So maybe that's a conversation for another time. But uh, uh, we have our we had our concluding thoughts. We already did our things on SoundCloud. But again, you know, find us on SoundCloud if you're not listening to us there because that's awesome. We're exploring some other options, but for now, with our everything on SoundCloud, you can find all our various things there. If uh, if maybe there's an episode that you missed, now it should be up there. I know some friends of mine said that they missed my my rant on Crimes of Grindelwald and. That should be up there now, right? Everything. It took me two days, and it was long and boring, but it's all up there. So, boom, SoundCloud. And also, you know, there's always the Patreon. Like we said, we were able to do that because of our our Patreon people. So just as a little closing bookmark, if uh, you're interested in, you know, tossing us a quarter a month, you know, head over to our our Patreon. We, We certainly appreciate it, and we'll say your name and all that good stuff. Yep. I mean, more money, bigger projects. And hey, if we can get to $100 a month, you get to watch Axel play Subnautica. Which is sadistic of you all, I will say. You don't like <sighs> the water, folks. Uh, the proper term is thalassophobia. Anyway, I'm moving on before you can continue that thought. So thank you all for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all those various things that people in my position are supposed to encourage you to do. (laughs) The more people that see this, the more we grow, the more we grow, the more we can do, the more projects and guests and and all that good goodies and stuff like that. As always, this has been Axel Wright. And Lord Commander Ulrich. Be sure to tune in next time. And as always, stay honorable.